tonight, I want to take just a couple of minutes, not going to take long, and uh, just talk for a minute and get you to think, more importantly, about that whole concept of what it means when we comprehend, and that comprehension leads to a, a whole bunch of other things in our lives, the whole truth of God with us and what that means. And of course, we get that from, from, from Emmanuel, naming Jesus Emmanuel, God with us. Let me, give, let me begin with a couple of thoughts from some people that I have a high regard for. Swindoll, Charles Swindoll says this, Emmanuel, God with us. He who resided in heaven, co-equal and co-eternal with the Father and the Spirit, willingly descended into our world. He breathed our air. He felt our pain. He knew our sorrows, and he died for our sins. He didn't come to frighten us, but to show us the way to warmth and safety. God with us. Eugene Peterson, he was the, uh, predominantly the uh, main translator for what is now known as the Message Paraphrase Bible. And I, I found this especially, um, I don't know, just a reassuring uh, quote, uh, words. It just really helped me, I think, uh, this, this holiday season. I'm ever and always a stranger to grace. I need this annual angel visitation to know the virgin conceives and God is with us. And uh, to that, I can just say, yeah, that, that, that pretty much says it all. Let me give you a little background just in case you don't know, in case you've forgotten um, on the whole, uh, the whole teaching from the Bible. I'm not going to give you all of it, but I'm just going to give you two quick little excerpts from, from the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament comes from Isaiah several hundred years before Christ was born. Uh, this was written by Isaiah and declared so by Isaiah. He said, listen now, o house of David, is it too slight a thing for you to try the patience of men that you will try the patience of my God as well? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she shall call him Emmanuel, which means, as we're going to see again in a moment, God with us. Um, and then later on, and, and part of what at least one of the gospel narratives to what we might call the Christmas passage that Matthew is talking, and of course Matthew, Mark, and, and, and Luke all talk about in some form or another uh, about this, but, but um, in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, this is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she still was a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people, that's me and you, from, his, from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son. They will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. I'm not sure that we can totally comprehend the revolutionary concept of, of this whole truth, God with us whether you're talking about in that particular culture, because keep in mind, this was a culture, particularly when Isaiah first prophesied of this, uh, this was a culture that they would have a day of atonement where they wouldn't really 
look for forgiveness for their sins except for once a year. You know, how, how would you like that? To get forgiveness for your sins once? Boy, that'd be a, that'd be a, one, a heck of a list, you know? Um, and I dare say, I'll, I'll speak for me, I won't speak for you. I don't know that I could remember them, you know? Like, I can't remember what happened on Monday, let alone what happened, you know, six months ago when you start talking about these kind of things. So, so the whole concept of God with us. Now I don't have to wait once a year. I don't have to wait once a month. I don't have to wait till the end of the week. I can go to God at any point seeking his forgiveness because I need it, for one. And two, he's there for us. He's with us all the time. God with us. So this is just really an amazing concept. And it had to be revolutionary then. It is now to many people, but it, it had to be then as well. Um, you know, it is, it is when we understand this revolutionary message that we, we can end basically empty ritual and religion. That's why I, I know, you know, I know that you can say Christianity, you know, I guess in some books fits the definition of a religion, but it's not really a religion because it's about a relationship with God. And, and the other thing I want to say about it is this, that it, it, it keeps us from separating what we might call religion and life. I mean, I mean, honestly, I mean, I don't think you have to consider, I don't consider myself a religious person. Now, that sounds silly coming from a pastor who's been a pastor for over 30 years, but um, really not. And those of you who know me are probably sitting there saying, nah, he's not a very religious person. Um, but you see, that's not really what God has called us to. He's called us to be followers of his, where we seek, our, we seek forgiveness from him, not the institution. Not the church, whether that be Renaissance or some other church. Um, when we don't understand, and this, let me just make two quick, quick points here. And again, I said I'm not going to be long tonight, tonight because it's Christmas Eve, and you know I know all of you are wanting to think about what you got for Christmas, and it's real easy these days, isn't it? You just get a money, cash, and money, and, and gift cards. That's all you need. I mean, you know, this whole, this whole gift thing is really easy. Um, but when we don't understand this whole thing of God with us, we have a tendency to secularize, and I'm going to explain that in just a moment. We have a tendency to, to, to secularize our lives. Because then we have, we have a job identification, kind of an ID that we have, a, a persona that we take on when we're at work. We have a persona that we take on when we're just sort of kicking back, taking it easy. We have a particular kind of persona that we take on when we're at home. We have a particular kind of role that we take on when we're maybe on a business trip or maybe a, a, a trip with the guys or the girls. Um, and then, of course, we have the identification that we have, the ID that we have when we're at church. And all these things kind of mix and match a little bit and not, much so, much, not so much match as much as they kind of, they're, oh, well, there's this, there's this, and there's this. Well, I gotta, you know, that's really tough because that's when that whole thing of what I call incorrectly pronounced hypocrisy sets in. It's really hypocrisy, but we're, it's Christmas Eve, so I'm going to do what I want to do. Okay, it's hypocrisy. Um, okay? Uh, but that's when hypocrisy sets in, right? And people start saying it because you know, it's the number one thing. I mean, I, I don't know if it's the number one, but I mean, it's one of the big things I hear all the time as, as a minister. I hear, well, you know, I, 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 don't mind, I don't mind talking about faith. I don't mind talking about Jesus, but, but that whole thing of Christians and people who go to church, I just find so much hypocrisy there. It is. There is. There is hypocrisy here. There's hypocrisy here, okay? Because here's the deal. Either you're going to have a standard and not always live up to it, or you're going to have no standards at all. 
which was best. You know, and, and the truth is, um, none of us, none of us, as my friend likes to say, now I don't have a dog, some of you can relate to this better, I think I understand it. My friend says to me all the time, I just wish I were the person that my dog thinks I am. <laughs> I, I think I get that, even though I, I had a dog, but he ran away. But anyway, uh, no, no. <laughs> we found him, I think. But anyway, um, <laughs> um, it's so true with us, though, really. When we start thinking about this, God with us. I mean, there's none of this, this changing identities. There's none of this, well, I'm this person here. And, and I'm not necessarily saying that, it, that it's always intentional. It just becomes that way when there's a lack of consistency and the lack of understanding. God is with us. Wherever I do, wherever I go, whatever I expose my reading materials to, or whatever I view, whatever I entertain myself with, God is with us. Change your life. Because when you start thinking about, you know, that's what happens when you don't understand it. When you start understanding that God is with us, then all of a sudden some consistency starts, I didn't say it's always there, but starts to set in. And all of a sudden, maybe the same person, maybe we're the same person on Monday that we, are, that we were on Sunday morning. And maybe we're the same person on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Um, and we have a place where we can go for forgiveness. We have help when we need it the most. Um, it, it keeps religion from just being something we practice. It becomes something much more real. And it's as real to me, on the, I'll speak for myself, it's as real to me on the golf course or whatever your thing is, as it is when I'm reading or when I'm, when I'm praying or when I'm at church on Sunday. It doesn't mean I understand everything. It doesn't mean that I understand why God has somehow predestined my ball to go left to right for some reason. I don't understand that. But, but it, it, it's as real to me. Christ is with, God is with us there, wherever, wherever that is, as much as he is here and anywhere else. We did this exercise. We have the stuff we do. We think we do. It's really, a, I shouldn't say stuff. It's a really, really good thing that we do at 1015, not during the holidays, but other times of the year. We do it in, in different classrooms here in the... Uh, in the opera house, and it's, we, we call them formation groups. And what happens, usually people will come to 9 o'clock and then go to that, or they'll come to that and then stay for the 1130 service. And I, some people may just go to that and not go to, to either service, but that's, that's neither here nor there. But, um, but they're really good. They're a little smaller. We're able to talk about different books and different uh, Bible studies and, and so forth. We do them on Thursday night as well at 8 o'clock, different, different, different things, different themes. But anyway, I had the privilege of doing a couple of them be, be, during Advent because we had an, a special Advent speaker. So I did, and, and the one that I did one on just this whole thing from God with us, the concept of God with us. And, and we, we talked around in, in the group that I was leading um, and just had a great discussion. What does it mean that God is with us? What does it mean to you that God is with us? And we had a lot of people who said a lot of things. And, um, and, and so and then I had somebody take over because I had to leave. If you were here, I had to come back up here to do the benediction and so forth. We had a special speaker. And I had a guy take over for me. And so he did this, which was really good. He went around the room and he said, he, said, I want, he asked this question. He said, I want, I want you to think of one word that you think of when you think of God with us. Just one word that you think of when you think of God with us. And so different people, and some of those words were peace, safety, security, 
hope, strength. I like this one. Rescued. I like this one too. Not alone. That's two words. They probably didn't go in Ivy League school, but you understand the concept, right? Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> Not alone. Um, you, you understand those truths when you think God with us. That's just really, that's just an amazing thing. For me, and, and, and my, we, 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 I, didn't use, I didn't originate this phrase. Our Advent speaker did. We're on this pilgrimage. I like it. I like the term a lot. Uh, our faith journey. And for me, I remember those years, and, and still going on, actually. But I remember when I first really began to get my mind and arms around this concept of God with us, God with me. It started changing some of the way that I behaved. It started changing some of the things that I said, some of the things that I did. Funny thing about that is, some of the biggest issues that we will deal with in life may not be just doubts. We have doubts. We have questions. But some of the biggest issues may not be those. may not be the big temptations that we have to live selfishly. may not be our temper. may not be our language. It may not be our rudeness. I assume that's an issue with all of us. We live here. Um, the, some of the biggest issues that we have to deal with, I'll, I'll, let, me, let me make it singular, the biggest issue that we have to deal with is the fact that God is always with us. If we get that down, we get that really understood and really lived out, it makes a big difference in, in all this other stuff that's going on in our lives. God is with us. God is with us. Huge difference that it makes. One of the, in a discussion we were having in one of our, in our 1015 group, one of my friends said this, and I thought it was really great. He said, is God with us, God with me, and he, he put in the form of a question, is God with me two seconds before I hit the sin button? I said, I can relate to that. You ever done that? Type out this great email and send it. I remember the year when I first started getting new to email last year, um, that it... <laughs> When I first started getting new to email, I was trying to figure out a way that I could send an email and then get it back, you know? I thought, oh, I wish I hadn't sent that. And then I started, oh, I'll retrieve email. Well, yeah, I don't know what that was, but it wasn't quite what I was looking for. God can be with us to control some of the things that we say, some of the things that we do, if we'll allow Him. Important truth. Our biggest failure, our biggest issue, really, is the failure to, to fully... Ever be aware that God is with us. And that is key. It is key. That is vital to our, to our living in a way that's going to honor God. It's just vital to that. And, and here's the thing. When we fail to realize just for a moment, we, 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 and, and, and I think about this in my own life. Think about this in your life. When I, when I just get through for a moment and I fail to realize that God is with me, and I say something or do something that I wouldn't do, if I were fully aware of the fact that God is with me, sometimes some of those things that you do or say, you may, they may haunt you for the rest of your life. That's why every moment is important. That's a huge issue. That's why this whole thing, this whole concept, this whole truth, God with us, is so huge. It's just so huge for us to grab. 
Let me show you this. This is uh, from a guy I like a lot. I love reading him. It takes me off. I have to read him two or three times to, to catch everything. But um, Beekner is his name, um, at least as I, as, as I hear it pronounced by most uh, in American, although I think if you had German pronunciation, it might be a little different. But Beekner, he puts it this way. He writes some really heavy stuff. It's a prayer that he writes. Watch this. Thou Son of the Most High, Prince of Peace, be born again into our world. Wherever there is war in this world, wherever there is pain, wherever there is loneliness, wherever there is no hope, come, thou long-expected one, with healing in thy wings. Holy child whom the shepherds and the kings and the dumb beasts adored, be born again. Wherever there is boredom, wherever there is fear of failure, Wherever there is temptation too strong to resist, wherever there is bitterness of heart, come, thou blessed one, with healing in thy wings. Savior, be born in each of us who raises his face to thy face, not knowing fully who he is or who thou art, knowing only that thy love is beyond his knowing and that no other has the power to make him whole. Come, Lord Jesus, to each who longs for thee, even though he has forgotten thy name. Come quickly. Amen. It's a great prayer. And, and you know, our issue is not that we deny that Christ is with us. It's not that we deny that. It's, it's, it's that that truth gets crowded out by the tyranny of the urgent. It's not, and I want to make that very clear. It's not that we stop thinking, oh, you know, God is with. It's not that, oh, I don't believe that. It's not that, usually, at least most of us. It's not usually that. It's just that we got so many other things that just come into our minds. And start, we start getting clouded over, and, and, and it just God and, and the fact that He's with us and just that one simple truth becomes something that takes a back seat because so many other things have, have gotten into my brain and crowded out the things that are important. I call it, I don't, I didn't, again, originate that phrase, tyranny of the urgent, but I like it a lot. Um, Billy Graham, and I know I'm pronouncing that right, uh, said this, and it's, uh, it, it, I've used this before in Christmas. It, it's just, I, gosh, I think I could use it every Christmas or every, every month probably because this is really the issue here, right? So watch this. this. This is just really the issue. Here's Billy Graham. One response was given by the innkeeper when Mary and Joseph wanted to find a room where the child could be born. The innkeeper was not hostile. He was not opposed to them. His inn was crowded. His hands were full. His mind was preoccupied. This is the answer that millions are giving today. Like a Bethlehem innkeeper, they cannot find room for Christ. All the accommodations in their hearts are already taken up by other crowding interests. Their response is not atheism. It's not defiance. It is preoccupation and the feeling of being able to get on reasonably well without Christianity. We're so busy. And then we, we, we find things to do when we're not busy. I mean, we, we, we want to crowd our lives with so much, and then we think, well, gosh, I need this download on my iPhone or BlackBerry because then when I'm really bored, I can really look, you know, do this. You know, play poker or play solitaire or whatever it is you do. When maybe, and I know, listen, I'm, I'm preaching to myself as much as I am to you on this, when maybe the most important thing we can do is just stop sometimes and think and pray 
And just say, God, help me, to, help me to think about what's important. Help me to think about something that's really important. God with us. It's a huge issue. It's a huge issue. I pray, and my prayer is that God will, will take that, that particular truth and just keep reminding you of that. Not just tonight, not just during the holidays, but in the, in the weeks and the months to come. The song that, that, our, that our band so wonderfully sings, Daniel sings at this time this year, um, <clears throat> Emmanuel, God with us, says it so well. It says it so beautifully. I'm going to get them to come up. And as they're coming up, I'm going to go ahead and pray and, uh, and just ask God to help us to, to be reminded of that in every day, every way, in every, every way that we can. Let's pray together. Lord God, we, we are just very fallen people, very flawed people who desperately need to be reminded of basic truths that can make a huge difference in our lives. The fact that you're there, you're always there. And that when we say things, get involved in conversations or reading or looking at things or, or, or saying things or an activity that we should not be a part of, God, to help us just to step back, not just, oh, I'm a bad person, oh, I'm a flawed person. Help us, God, to think about the fact, wait a minute, God with us, you're with us. Whatever we do, whatever we go, whatever's going, you are with us. We are grateful for that. We thank you for your love. We're thankful for the fact, the truth that we can celebrate here tonight, that you came to earth for me, for us. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen.